So this is where the kid was the last time his mother saw him, David explained, motioning toward the sandbox. His eyes lingered on my date clothes, settling on my T-shirt's lacy neckline. You look great, by the way. Thanks, I said with a shrug. I'd been excited about getting dressed to spend the evening with him, but now I felt vaguely awkward. Maybe Mom was right, and I needed to raise my guard and not try so hard. After so many years married, the whole man-woman thing sometimes struck me as too complex to tackle. But to be honest, if this is where I'd foreseen spending the evening, I would have dressed down a bit. David shook his head, and his mouth curved into a lopsided frown. Nobody wants to be here. Just wish we could find the kid. The park crawled with law enforcement. The county sheriff's department had been the first on the scene, calling in the FBI when they realized they might have a kidnapping. Deputies ringed the park, protecting the perimeter, while the crime scene unit searched for clues and detectives in plain clothes bunched together, comparing notes. Letting the others do their work, David explained what he knew. The last time the mother says she saw the boy, he was playing here, in this sandbox, rolling a plastic truck with his name written on it around in the sand. Glancing down at the sandbox, which had yet to be processed, I saw the grooves in the sand from what were most likely the toy truck's wheels. Didn't find the kid's truck, I take it? I asked. No truck. But the boy's Batman tennis shoe was found near that stand of trees, on the edge of the grass near the parking lot, like it fell off in a struggle when someone grabbed him, David continued, motioning toward the area. He then turned in the opposite direction and pointed toward a large pond that backed up to the woods. The mom says she was over there, sitting at that first picnic table, watching the ducks while she talked with her estranged husband on her cell phone. She had her back turned to the kid for approximately twenty minutes. She says she thought they were alone. Sometimes I can't help say what I'm thinking. Mom calls it a character flaw. The boy's mother should have turned around and watched the kid. The ducks can take care of themselves. David sighed. Sarah, stay on point here. I know, I said. Just makes me mad. People are so careless. Understood, he said. But look around, ask anything you want. The mom's name is Crystal Warner. She's 22, unemployed, separated from her husband. We have her at the sheriff's department, in an interview room in Major Crimes, waiting. They've brought in the husband for questioning, too. The mom says she's willing to give a formal statement, and I'd like you to be there. She's high-strung, rather difficult, acts like she's got a chip on her shoulder. I figure we have a better shot at getting her to open up with a woman. David's a muscular man with strong features, graying brown hair that curls around his collar, sturdy hands, and a calm manner. When we're together, I often have the sense that he finds me more than a little exasperating. Still, it can't be too bad. He keeps coming back for more. I gave him a quick once-over and said, You know, you call off our date for a bank robbery or a burglary, I might argue with you about not feeding me. Not this case? he asked. Not a chance. Not when a child's missing, I said. Tell me about the kid. Joey Warner, David said, handing me a snapshot of a young boy sitting on a rocking chair. In the photo, Joey had long, shaggy, light brown hair and bright blue eyes. He had a shy smile, a quiet child, I guessed, one of those you forget are in the room. This is the part I always hate, 
seen the faces of children I know are either dead or in danger. Mom says some things tug at your heart, children at the top of the list. From the first look, like those two unidentified kids waiting in my workroom, Joey Warner had a hold on mine. I wasn't hungry any longer. It had been a long day, but I wasn't tired. From that moment on, I was furious.